Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald, and today our devotional is titled, The Lordship Conversion of Nebuchadnezzar. One of the great examples of lordship conversion in the Old Testament is found in the person of Nebuchadnezzar. Let's talk about Nebuchadnezzar's pride versus God's sovereignty. Nebuchadnezzar was king over the realm of Babylon. I believe he had the purest form of monarchy the world has ever known. The king's word was law, period. It was to this Gentile king that God revealed through Daniel, a Hebrew slave, an outline of Gentile world history from 605 BC to the Antichrist, which Christ referred to as the times of the Gentiles. Nebuchadnezzar's response was to proclaim Daniel's God as the superior God, but not necessarily the only God or his own God. To some degree, the king recognized the sovereignty of Daniel's God, but there was no personal allegiance. His grand pronouncement was a passing thing, and it didn't last. Sometime later, King Nebuchadnezzar built a great golden statue and invited all his key leaders to the dedication of it. It turned out to be a, a mandatory worship service. But Daniel's three friends would not bow and worship the image. Consequently, they were hurled into a burning, fiery furnace. But as the king watched, he observed them unharmed and walking around in the fire, joined by a fourth heavenly being. The king then spoke, saying, quote, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There is no other God who can deliver like this. Daniel 3, 28 and 29. Yet, this still does not reflect conversion. It still was not personal. That awaited further humbling. Many years into his reign, Nebuchadnezzar was walking around in his palace, glorying in himself and his supposed self-made accomplishments. Immediately, the judgment of God fell, and the king lost his normal sanity for a period of seven years. During this time, he ate grass like an animal and was eventually humbled. At the end of that time, he lifted his eyes to heaven, which I take it reflects true conversion which was then further reflected in his life, Daniel 4. Whereas previously all he could do was glory in himself and his own greatness, now all he gloried in was the king of heaven and his sovereignty. Indeed, his testimony now was, quote, those who walk in pride he is able to put down, Daniel 4.37. Well, God intended this to be a lesson for all the living. God intended for what happened in Nebuchadnezzar to be a lesson, quote, in order that the living may know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, gives it to whomever he will, and sets up over it the lowest of men, Daniel 4.17. However, just a few short years later, about 25 years later, his grandson named Belshazzar had a blasphemous feast and called for the Jewish temple vessels to be desecrated. The handwriting was on the wall. The party was over. Daniel 5. Why did God move so abruptly at this point? Well, Daniel pointed out that although Belshazzar knew all these things about Nebuchadnezzar, yet he did not humble his heart and glorify God. Daniel 5, 18-23. He died that very night. Daniel 5, 30. 
the lesson for all the living is that the God of Israel is the one true sovereign God who calls us to humble ourselves and give him the glory for who he is. His sovereign lordship must not be, must not just be lip service, the pre-conversion uh, experience of Nebuchadnezzar. It must not be defied, Belshazzar, but it must be personally yielded to, as seen in the conversion experience of Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 4. This is reflective of true conversion. God rules over all those who rule. Psalm 2, 10 through 12. Now therefore be wise, O kings, be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry. And you perish in the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. This is Pastor Oswald signing off for now.